0: We won't appreciate what we're about to do. And we won't be thankful. It can become very common. And it's not common, it's powerful. Communion is very, very uh, powerful. And Wednesday night when I was preaching, I said this, y'all hold on to your giving, I like that. Give you plenty of time to make your envelope, give you time, give you offering." and I'll give you a time to do that but you can begin to make your checks out or decide with the Holy Spirit what you want to give but I heard myself say in Wednesday night service this part in Psalm 23 and it's verse 5 that the Lord prepares a table He prepares a table for me and for you in the midst of our enemies and I started thinking about that here we are and then I put the table of the Lord, which is communion, with that scripture. And so that's how powerful the table of the Lord is. It's a table prepared for us that we have an understanding that the enemy just looks at us and can't figure us out. Doesn't understand how we can stay strong. Doesn't understand how we don't give up doesn't understand how we love the unlovable, help the ones that don't want to be helped and touch those that nobody else wants to touch and try to get close to people that have been rejected. And the first thing they do to you, if they've been rejected, is reject you. And it doesn't bother us. We keep pursuing people because we're compelled by the love of the Lord. And so we sit at this table that has been given to us. And so I wanted this morning... As briefly as I can, I want to tie in Psalm 23, Matthew 26, where Jesus actually had the Last Supper or the Passover Supper was going to be ended, and now he's instituting uh, this communion, this Holy Communion. And I also want to tie in Exodus 12 when the Israelites came out of Egypt and so that's where we're gonna start right there Exodus 12 verse 1 I'm gonna read these scriptures and I'm gonna just pull things out of these scriptures by the light of the gospel of the New Testament and of course we know everything in the Old Testament is a shadow it's a type of people in the Old Testament could not see what we see now when we look back because we have the light of Jesus and so they were Uh, walking in what the Lord had commanded them to do and so when we read these scriptures things just jump out to me in the Old Testament so here we go now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron these are the leaders in the land of Egypt saying this month shall be your beginning of months now they're about to do the Passover and so this scripture right here is telling me uh, communion gives us a new start a new beginning How many of y'all know, if you know the blood of Jesus, if you've been forgiven by the Lord, accepted by the Lord, how many of y'all know, your slate was wiped clean. It was like a new year. I remember the first year I got saved. Christmas was phenomenal. I never had Christmas like that before. I never understood Christmas. Santa Claus had as much to do with Christmas as Jesus or more. And now, man, my first Christmas in Christ... Man, having christmas without christ ain't christmas and we don't christmas is not about a day it's about every day christ is in every day come on somebody so it shall be the first month of the year to you speak to all the congregation of israel saying on the 10th of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb now if you look at these dates the 10th the 14th the month it all ties in to the very days and month that jesus was having the last supper and we'll go into that another day the bible says take for himself one lamb how many of y'all know there's one lamb there's one lamb according to the house of his father how many of y'all know the lamb came from the house of the father a lamb for a household there's a lamb for every household And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of persons. In other words, the lamb is more than enough for your house. The lamb is enough for many houses. Take it according to the number of persons, according to each man's need. How many of y'all know the lamb can supply each man's need? Y'all seeing this with me? You shall make your count. You need to count. You need to be counted as you know the Lamb. You are partaking of the Lamb. Now this is Old Testament, but I'm talking New Testament. The Lamb shall be without blemish. That's how it was in that day. That had to be your best. How many of y'all know the Father said the best? A male, first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the 14th day. If you read these dates, the 10th, the 14th, it's all right in line with Jesus having the Last Supper. It was near the day of Pentecost. Then the whole assembly of the congregation, the people of God, shall kill it at twilight. That's when Jesus was put to death. That's when the lamb was slain. And I'm not going to go into this, but really the Last Supper was on a Wednesday. He was slain on a Thursday. And if you add the nights and the days, he got up on Sunday. There's no other way to do it. But we'll talk about that another day. And they shall take some of the blood of the lamb and put it on the two doorposts of the lintel of the houses where they eat it. So they kill the precious lamb. They take the blood, and if you ever painted your front door surroundings, you you know, a a gallon of paint goes a long ways. I mean, it's amazing how far you can spread a gallon of paint. So just imagine the blood of a fairly good-sized lamb and the bucket of blood, and they would take a stick of hyssop. It's like a natural paintbrush. And they'd dip it and they'd paint the side posts and they'd paint over the top. And they wouldn't put any blood at the bottom because you can't trample the blood. You don't step on the blood. And so when, you, when they put that blood across their doorway, now listen, somebody had to do it like this and then walk through it. And so in our day, In our understanding, in our speech, in our conversations, we would call that pleading the blood. Covering something or someone with the blood. Isn't that right? And so that's basically what they did. They covered their doorposts of their house with the blood. They shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire. The lamb had to have fire on it. That makes no sense unless you know the New Testament stories about what John the Baptist said. He said, I'm going to baptize you in water, but there's one coming after me that will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. And so for this lamb to be eaten right, consumed right, and for the miracles to start to work, on behalf of the people of God, they had to have the lamb in fire. I got one good while over there. I had it figured out at one time how many lambs they barbecued. A lot of people, most people in Louisiana don't like lamb. I love lamb. It is the sweetest tasting meat on the planet. Can you imagine 600,000 people Barbecuing. I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking, you know, I mean, can you you, ever, you ever, man when they barbecue back here early on the Sunday, it comes right through the wall. And so there was this aroma of what was about to happen. I feel it in the air right now. Something's about to happen. Somebody's about to get cooked somebody's about to get in the fire of God with unleavened bread so the bread has no leaven in it a little leaven leavens the whole lump so this is speaking of sin and so this is talking about purification, refinement this is talking about uh, you know getting the sin out you know what I found about sin sin always wants more sin you know what I mean you get in a sin That's not where it ends. Sin doesn't end sin. One sin just starts other sins. That's why we got to nip this thing in the bud. That's why in discipleship, the Holy Spirit comes, convicts us of things. We did all of our lives, and now the Holy Spirit is not wanting you to do that. And nobody could tell you don't do it, but now you're being pricked by the Holy Spirit. He's the truth. He will never lead you in error. And he convicts us of things. He convicts us of things like pick up the little styrofoam cup. You know, somebody's got to be in control. It's going to be either be you or the Holy Ghost. And I don't know about you, but me being in control, everybody saw (laughs) the results of that. It was not good. And now that we give control to the Holy Spirit, and he's a gentleman. He will never ever push his agenda. He will always just whisper it to you, prod you, poke you, pull you in in little tugs, in words that you just have to say, Lord, the Holy Spirit kind of arrests you. He arrested me when I didn't pick up the cup. I'm like, okay, blue lights, yeah, I know, I did it, I did it, I did it, I did it, I did it. But you know when we get arrested, it's usually for our good, but we get mad at those that are arresting us. You broke the law, you little silly thing. And so when the Holy Spirit starts to work with us, we're stepping over some lines, and he wants to help us, not hurt us. And so he speaks to us, and he wants us to act accordingly. Anybody, anybody still here? Y'all getting something out of this? I just said that so I could find my place. Do not eat it raw nor boil it at all with water but roast it in fire. It's head with its legs and its entrails. <laughs> you gotta eat it all. Well, I just, I like the leg. <laughs> no, eat it all. that's what Jesus said looking in the light Jesus said eat my flesh drink my blood all of me we don't want all of Jesus Now, disciples should want all of Jesus but there's parts that are hard there's parts that are challenging Peter fished all night He's a fisherman. He's a professional fisherman. Then Jesus comes along and said, launch out again. I'm like, really? (laughs) You know what I mean? We know what we know, but we don't know what he knows. And he knows best. And so we fight the things that are hard or we don't understand. We just fight it, but you need to go by what he's telling you in your spirit. Go forgive that person. That's hard. You need to do it if the Holy Spirit is talking to you. Give this amount. Well, I don't have it. (laughs) Y'all understand, disciples have got to get used to being uncomfortable because the Lord's always going to be stretching you because He wants you to be formed and fashioned into His dear Son, Jesus Christ. So we have to want Everything he serves on his table. The lamb's on the table. And every part of the lamb is on the table. And for the miraculous to happen, they have to eat it all. For them to fulfill the purpose of the Father and come fully out of Egypt. And when they come out of Egypt, the Bible says not one amongst them. Was sick of feeble, And then they plundered all of the Egyptians. So they coming out with bling and things. You understand, to do it right, to get what God wants his people to have, you got to eat it all. Deliver, eat it. I was gonna say gizzard, but there's no gizzard in the lamb. But if there was a gizzard in the lamb, you'd have to eat it or there's nothing gonna happen. Are y'all getting this? That's the table being set. This is not Piccadilly Christianity. This is not serve me. I want what I want, when I want it, how I want it. No, you gotta eat everything at the table. When my mama sat us down at the table, and you asked for dessert and insisted on dessert first before you ate your peas, your carrots, your broccoli, your cauliflower, your asparagus, and a little piece of chicken, if you, if you threw a fit and wanted the dessert first, if you didn't get slapped in the face, you were doing good. You got punished for a week, you were sent to your room, and you didn't eat that night. And you know what? We were all chasing like that, but we didn't see it good. It was painful at the time, but I learned a lot from that. I learned I couldn't have my way when authority was speaking. And when authority is speaking, and authority is speaking to the people of God, you don't pick and choose. You eat it, and don't complain about it, and keep a good attitude, and be thankful that you're fixing to come out of Egypt. And most people don't come completely out of all of their mess if they won't do exactly what the Lord's telling them to do. And if they would, it would just happen. And so don't point your finger at the Lord. Don't shake your fist at God. And, Why did you want this to happen to me? Well, you need to wait on the Lord. Maybe you did everything right, but you just trust the Lord. Commit your ways to Him. It'll come to pass. But if you're going to throw a fit and complain, you're going to remain. You'll go around in the desert, and you'll be bad at everybody, you little ugly thing. You'll be ornery, rebellious, and you'll dress yourself up real nice, but you have ugly coming out your mouth all the time. Am I talking to real disciples here? And thus you shall eat it. Tell your neighbor, eat it. Jesus, the, the disciples, this is so hard. This is so hard, Pastor. You, you, you're so hard. You're so intense. Why don't you just preach a little short message? We go home, we all be happy because you'll die and you'll walk away from Christ. You understand? You need to be built in the power of God. And thus you shall eat it. Listen to this. Listen to this. Don't clap if you ain't going to do it. I mean, I don't need you clap. I need you to do it. I don't need your amen, I don't need a response. I don't even need you to smile at me. I don't need you to move, I just need you to do it. Not for me, for you and your family. Listen to this, and thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist. You know, in those days, these men, they wore these dress-looking things. I don't know why, I'm glad they're not in today. But you couldn't war and you couldn't work in those dress outfits. So they'd grab the bottom of that sucker. They'd pull it up and they'd bring it through their belt and they'd pull it up right there. Then their little white skinny legs and hairy legs are showing. And now they can work and they can run. They're mobile. Come on. The Bible says right here, belt on your waist. With a belt on your waist, pull up the loins Pull up the loins, pull them up, pull them up, pull them, up, get ready to run. Then it says your sandals on your feet. I'm telling you, this is, a, this is a meal on wheels. God wants to, God is about to mobilize his people. And this is just a type of what he wants to do with us. Sandals on your feet, strap it up, get ready to run. Get ready to come out of Egypt. Get ready to come out of everything in Egypt. Every addiction, every hurt, every offense, all of your past. You're coming out. Get ready. That's expect. He's telling them to expect what I'm telling you. Get ready. Get ready. And a staff in your hand. Wow. Everybody got a staff. You know what Moses' staff did? It split the Red Sea. It turned into a snake and ate up other snakes. What What else the staff did? Oh, it hit the rock. Water came out of rock. Come on, lift up your staff. Now, your staff today is not a stick. Don't go out and buy your stick. I got a staff in the office, but it ain't going to do nothing. The staff is the word of God that's in your mouth and in your heart and what you believe. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Wow. For well, I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both men and beasts, and against all the gods of Egypt, and I will execute judgment, and I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over. The blood, the blood of Jesus upon our lives, causes the plagues, causes diseases, causes the effects of your past sin. Everything just passes over you and you you. Are, it's called the Passover. So this day shall be to you a memorial. and You shall keep it as a feast of the Lord throughout your generation. And this is what they would do. The generations that came behind these people, they teach them this story. This is, what they would, this is what they would do. This is how I got out. This is how we got out of Egypt. And they would teach them everything they did. This is how we got out. This is what you need to believe this is what they would teach them because if they wouldn't teach them they wouldn't get it they wouldn't understand the God the faithfulness of God the goodness of God the 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 call of God on their lives as a people to call them out of bondage into a freedom into a land flowing with milk and honey so they would have to teach their children this so they could carry it through the generations now the Lord's table is no different we have to do the same thing. That's why I'm teaching on this. In the, if the Old Testament Passover had the power of the miraculous, how much more did the Lord's table have? All this had to be done, and all of a sudden, miracles started to happen. The Red Sea was parted. Come no on. The angel, the Bible says it was the angel of the Lord, it wasn't a demon. The angel of the Lord came to bring to execute the Lord's judgment on the people that didn't recognize the lamb and the value of the lamb and the power of the blood. And if you did not have that blood on your doorpost, the angel of the Lord would strike everybody in that house and they'd die. How many of y'all know when they heard the screams of their neighbors being killed? and all of that time went by. How many of y'all know they rejoiced? How many of y'all know they were singing there's power in the blood? Y'all ain't getting this at all. Y'all not getting this at all. You were not there, but you are here today. And that same blood, not of a lamb, but of the slain lamb of the son of the living God was shared for you and I how much more miraculous supernatural and forgiveness do we have and we should recognize it and be thankful for it so that's what this table is all about communion coming out so Psalm 23 the Lord is my shepherd it didn't say Savior See, some people don't want everything on the table. They just want Savior, not Lord. They they want Savior, but not King. Uh, they, They want Savior, but not the lead and guide of their life. The Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, this is a table, Psalm 23. And so the shepherd is present at the table. Same as communion. We can't have it right without the presence and the power of Almighty God. The Lord is my shepherd and he causes me to lie down in green pasture. So we're the sheep of his pasture. He causes us. Anybody here, the Lord ever caused you to do something? Outreach on a university, Anniversary? He just, it's like, how does he get away with this? He just caused, drive three hours. He just causes us to do stuff. <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about. Do y'all really know what I'm talking about? He caused you to come to a crazy church like this. You wanted to run the first two services. And then you realize after time went by it was the best thing ever happened to you. But he caused you to be here. I just want to go to church. I don't need all of this. But he caused you to stay. I don't want to witness. But he causes me to witness now. Is it like that with y'all? I mean, I just want, I, Lord, I am you you saved me. Now he causes me to be a pastor. He causes me to go all over the world. He preach the gospel. He compels me by his love. Lord! It's his cause no longer our cause we used to cause us to do everything we wanted to do now it's his cause come on isn't that cool my god the lord is our shepherd he leads us by still water that sounds like peace and rest you know the most valuable land is land alone water if it's still water, people want to buy that land. Waterfront, this waterfront property right here. See all of this? This is high price, high price seating right here, and nobody even understands this high price up here. Why sit in the cheap seats in the back when you can sit in waterfront right here? Don't get mad back there. We still love you. What's some other? Oh. He restores us. so he's in the business of restoration he gets you out of egypt and then he gets the egypt out of you yes. how many of y'all know people that came out of egypt they say but my god there's so much egypt left in them <laughs> they won't eat the full table of the lord they like that they don't like that how many of y'all know still hating on people still sipping dipping smoking talking. In Jesus' name. I mean, y'all know, they don't want to eat the whole table. And the Lord graces us. We can't do this on our own. The Lord graces us. This is not a law. It's his grace. His love compels us and causes us just to be holy. He said, be holy as I'm holy. And he causes us to be like that. You never thought you'd be sitting in my church front and center, huh? Forty for years, and here you are. And your wife gets away. (laughs) Hallelujah. Do this in remembrance of me. That's what we're about to do. What that does, do this in remembrance of me. So when we do communion, it invokes a remembrance. I remember where I came from. It wasn't good. I was not almost going to hell. Arrogant, prideful, stuck up, fearful, in sin, ornery, selfish. Nobody else was like that. I hadn't forgotten where I come from. So when I start... Receiving communion and these elements, it shows me what Jesus did for me and the Egypt that he brought me out of. And I'm like, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart. Rhoda, you remember that? Y'all remember the burdens of your heart. You don't fit. You're full of shame, despised by some. Guilty and carrying around all the wrongdoing, all the hurts of other people. But the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burdens of my heart were rolled away. Row tide, row. I was washed like crimson. (laughs) No. Jesus, Jesus! Somebody came up and then this morning said, "Our coach is so emotionally and so gentle, and he was crying." Never had a coach like that. You'll never have a sergeant like that. That's what we want from everybody. And it's not what you need. I like the guy, okay? I went to LSU. I graduated, but I never went back. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) And for some reason, I always pull for underdogs. You, no, you pull for whoever you want to win until they start winning. And then we start pulling for the underdog. That's what I, I that's what I do. I just always pull for the underdog. And I, I kind of like underdogs. Who wasn't an underdog? <laughs> or undercat? Or under rat? How about that? <laughs> and so, I don't know. When you get Jesus in your life, you just need a little stuff in front of you to make a fighter out of you. You know what I mean? Man, when we come to Christ, we're behind. We know that. And all of a sudden, something inside of us begins to rise up. Time to score in life. Time to run this thing. It's time to be in the game, not clapping for the people on the field. And also about football, really irks me. These people that are calling the, the plays, they never put on pads before in their life. You know what I mean? Their legs are real white. If you look at them wrong, they bruise. You know what I'm talking about? Ain't no meat on the ball, but they're just everything coming out their mouth. Ah, we'll fire you and you should do that. Blah, 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 blah. That's not how Christians operate. We got the real deal on the inside of us. I'm telling you, everybody here, you're a winner. And if I had a bucket of ice water, I'd come dump it on your head right now. Because you're a winner. You're going to score for God in Jesus' name. I better get this thing going on. I'm going to just skip a lot and go to the end. How about that? Somebody say, yes, pastor. Matthew 26, 17. Now on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying to him, where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And so Jesus is about to institute, you know, Holy Communion. It's going to be the, this is the biggest shift on the planet and the biggest paradigm shift uh, for anyone that was a Jew. No longer a Passover. Now it's going to be something else. And he said, what do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, go into the city to a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is at hand and I keep the Passover at your house with with my disciples. In uh, Luke 22, Jesus said, you see a man carrying a pitcher on his head. How many of y'all know that's easy to spot? But no man in those days would carry water. That was the lady's job. But the man would be carrying a pitcher on his head. I started thinking about that, and I got a whole new message. Thank God for that man. He was doing his part. The Lord knew him. And the Lord told him, I guess, just however he sensed to do something that day in a certain spot. The Lord knew where he was going to be. And the Lord was going to use him to take those disciples up to another level they'd never been before. He's not even named. And that's everyone in this room. You do what God tells you to do and you'll help somebody go up. I'm telling you what you're doing today for Christ counts. Yeah. It, you may not be preaching up here but what you do for God every day it counts. that guy's going to have a reward I guess I don't know. can you imagine Lord knows he causes he caused that man to do that. he causes us to do things and if you're going to serve God you're going to look ridiculous. I was going to get somebody to just put a picture on their head and just sit down and see how many people don't look at you. <laughs> you understand, in Christ, we his pitch. We all, we all, we, it's all, We are what he has. That's it. And you're going to look crazy at times. You're going to be a fool for Christ. But do what the Lord tells you to do. Y'all went to that campus. Wanted to back out three times, but you fought it. You you went, and because you went, people were there, and they heard about the goodness of Jesus Christ. So get out of yourself and get in Christ. Do what the Lord tells you to do, exactly what he tells you to do. And I'm telling you what he's telling you to do. And if he don't tell you to do it, I'll tell you to do it. I tell people all the time, go pray about this, and the Lord will show you what to do. And if he don't, I will. <laughs> I had a guy come here. I said, "Dude, you coming to church?" He said, "Well, if the if the Lord willing, the creek don't rise." I said, "Dude, the creek ain't gonna rise. I'm telling you right now, the creek ain't gonna rise. There ain't no creeks here, and the bayou ain't gonna rise. And the Lord's willing. Come to church." And people use those sayings just to skip and skirt around what they know to do is right and if you know to do right and you don't do right it's called sin and it's a lack of faith if it's beyond you so the disciple did it jesus said okay now listen to this when they even had come he sat down with the 12 now as they were eating he said surely i say to you one of you will betray me There's people going to betray Jesus here today. It's not my heart. I don't want it to happen. I'm doing the best I know to do to get everybody connected with Jesus. But there will be people sitting here today will not acknowledge him and will not fellowship, sit with him and begin to converse with him to get their lives right. And when you reject Jesus, if you say to no to Jesus, You reject Him. You betray Him. You betray Him because He's provided everything for life. He is life. There's no other life to find. Don't be a Judas. And you know what? Jesus will still kiss you. Jesus will still love you. But you will miss out on the best part of life. Because without Jesus, there's no life. This is good preaching right here. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. And uh, they said, Lord, is is it I? Now, I thought that was so powerful right there. Everybody in that room is thinking, is it me, Lord? Is there something wrong with me? Is there something not right about me? It sounds like they're examining themselves. I'll end right here. That table in the Old Testament, this is what was on the table right here. Bread, fruit of the vine, and some bitter herbs. You got to eat it all. The bitter herbs is what life throws you at you. You're just going to have to take it. You're going to have to forgive people. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to want the Jesus that you have. And that's just part of it. So you got to eat that too. You got to forgive them. You got to say, Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. There's going to be trials and tribulations in life. You'll be afflicted. You'll be persecuted. The Bible says many of the afflictions of the righteous, but he will deliver them from all. So you understand there will be rejoice in trials. Rejoice in trials. You know, just rejoice through the storms of life because everything's coming and you got to eat it all. Also, I don't have up here what was the most important up here, and I forgot. The lamb. I can't believe it. The table was set. And on this table in the New Testament was lamb. And you had to eat it all. Now, the New Testament, listen to me. The New Testament, this is still on the table. But there's no lamb on the table. The lamb is at the table. The lamb is at the table. His power, the power of the presence of the fire of God is at the table. Come on, somebody. The cup represents the blood. The bread represents the body. And you know, the other night I got in bed and I had been sawing limbs all day so I'd cut my arm and blood fell on the sheet. My wife went nuts. <laughs> Anybody ever had blood on something white? It stains it. It, it stains it. But listen to this. The blood of Jesus washes. It's something mysterious and powerful about the blood of Jesus. There's life in it. And so it cleanses us of all of our sins. It washes us of all of our sins. So this morning, would you, y'all just come up here just as quick as you can. You can line up and just grab one of those. And we're gonna do this real quick. You can drop your offering off in the basket on the way. Don't anybody hate me because we're doing two things at once. I can't believe he's having communion, having them pay for it, dropping it off in the back. Please, please, please. Huh? Drop and grab. Drop and grab. Or oh, at the fire hits, drop and roll. <laughs> Sue, that was good. Ah, come on, Sue, you're coming alive. Y'all just grab it quick. Go back to your seat. You realize having communion, somebody understanding what I'm saying, they really understand what I'm saying, they could get saved. It's the quickest way for somebody to get saved is at communion, because we're explaining, giving a revelation what that is all about. So the Bible says, do this in remembrance. It's, it's not so much about the doing. It's about remembering what this is all about. I did communion for years in a denomination. And I never understood it. And so actually I was taking communion in an unworthy manner. And if you take communion in an unworthy manner, it doesn't make you worthy. I mean, if, you, if you're if you going to hell, I mean, what, what's going to hurt just sipping a dip and... Or crack, you're not going to be any worse off it's not going to help you <laughs> I mean you just go to hell with a cracker and a drink in your, in your hand or consumed it So it's not the elements itself these elements can't even heal a pimple on your body but it's understanding what they represent and so we'll do this Jesus said and as they were eating Jesus took bread blessed it broke it gave it to his disciples and he said take eat this is my body so if you would do that right now his bread his body was broken his bones were not broken but his body was broken it couldn't even function and this is really a celebration time. I'm chewing Jesus it's okay okay It's not how you consume it. Dry bread. Then he took the cup and gave thanks, gave it to them saying, Drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. I'm going to end right here if the power of the presence of God and the miraculous and the supernatural began because of what they did in the Old Testament with an animal's blood and consuming the animal's flesh how much more can happen with this understanding and this insight And this revelation of what the body and the blood of Jesus Christ did for us. If you would just lift your hands up right now. And just let the Lord have his way in your life. Maybe you never accepted the Lord before. But you're partaking of him right now. And I pray it's in understanding. Not just a physical thing. But it's understanding Jesus died for you to pay for your sins. He left heaven and he came to earth to live your life, to feel your hurt, to feel your pain. He was buried with your sin, your sickness, your hard times and your past, And he rose from the dead. So if you accept him this morning as Savior but also Lord and you believe that he has the power to forgive sins, Just say, Lord, forgive me of my sins right now. And I accept you as Lord. Say, I accept you as Lord. I want to rise with you in your life. I want out of Egypt and into your presence and your power and your fire right now in the name of Jesus. So if you understand that, I'm believing with you the power of God's might be imparted to you into your physical body quicken you right now heal your body if you have sickness in your body he was wounded for your transgressions bruised for your iniquities and the chastisement of our peace your peace was upon him and by those stripes that were laid upon his back he heals you right now he heals you He heals you Y'all up there the whole time Oh okay He heals you If you need healing Stand up right now Just by faith stand Stand up Stand up Stand up All across this room My God My God The weakness leave your body In the name of Jesus What's not right Make it right Lord Perfect the imperfected Work what's not workable Cause to function The unfunctionable Lord What's lame, strengthen. What's not aligned, realign right now by the power of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, bring youth back to people in this room right now. Bring youth back and strengthen their bodies right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, receive it. Just receive it. Just receive it. The anointing, the anointing, break the yoke of every bondage. Any despair, discouragement, disappointment be broken off for you. And the Lord causes you to laugh with joy. The Lord causes you to have peace in your heart and a hope for your future. The Lord causes you to be strengthened right now in the power of His might. By His strong arm. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost perfect right now. Holy Ghost perfect right now. If you're here this morning, and you're saying, man, this is so good. I mean, really, this is so, this is, this is, this is, this is good. This is, this is so good. I've been encouraged. I've been strengthening my spirit person. And it's like, whoa, I didn't expect this this morning. This is so good, this is so good. And you might be thinking, I don't know, I don't know if it could get any better. I'm telling you right now as your pastor, it can get better. All you need to do is run up here right now and I'm gonna show you by the spirit of the living God what better is, come up come up if you have a lot of bitterness in life and you want your life to be better just come up here don't listen to your head listen to your heart and just run towards this altar right now just come 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 if you're hungry for more you've had a cup of life but you need to begin to drink out of the well of life that the Lord has for you just come just come just come You're gonna look like you got a picture on the top of your head. You may seem it's foolish, but you come run to the Lord. You will be welcomed by the Lord. You will be embraced by the Lord. You will be accepted by the Lord. You will be strengthened by the Lord. Come, come, just come. I want all my pastors ready, just get ready. God wants to do something amazing here. Come on, we ate from the table. The Old Testament patriarchs, they ate from the table and they came all the way out. They came out in prosperity. The angel of the Lord went before them. They had longevity in their life. Their stuff was not gonna wear out. Come on, come to the Lord. Come, come on, take a step of faith. If you heard anything in your spirit, If you grasp anything in your spirit, take a step of faith. Take a step of faith. Take a step of faith. They had to follow Moses to get through the Red Sea. Nobody knew how it was going to happen. Nobody knew how it was going to happen. Nobody knew how their deliverance would come. They just trusted in Almighty God. And they basically all agreed, let's go. Let's go. Let's go, go. come on, you walking up to the Red Sea right now. If you need something parted in your life, if you need something removed in your life, if you have obstacles in your life, if you feel like you're being limited and confined in life by yourself or someone else, maybe in your finances, maybe in your body, maybe with your children, maybe with your in-laws. If that's you and you feel confined, come up here right now. The sea is about to be parted. You're about to cross over. You're about to go in a place you've never been in before. Just come, come, come on, put your pride down. The Bible says, humble yourself. Listen to me, humble yourself, humble yourself, humble yourself, pray, seek my faith. Turn from the wicked ways. And then the Bible says, the Lord will hear your cry from heaven. I'm telling you, if you humble yourself, you just begin to talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going for it. Come on, seek him by taking a step of faith and come up here. Some of you need to get away from some things. Turn from some things. I'm telling you, when you do that, the Lord's already hearing from heaven. He's hearing in heaven your cry. He's hearing in heaven what you need and what you desire. He's hearing in heaven what you want, what needs to happen. He's hearing, He's hearing, He's hearing. He's hearing. And heaven's about to move. Heaven's gonna move. I'm confident. Heaven, Heaven, heaven. Heaven's coming like a mighty rushing wind. Heaven's coming. Heaven's coming. Heaven's coming. Heaven's coming. Heaven's coming. coming. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. You're not in a bad place. You just need the Lord. You're not in a bad place. You just need the Lord. It ain't hard. You just need the Lord. It's not difficult. You just need the Lord. You just need more of me, says the Lord. Hold on. Fire. Fire. Fire the witness. Fire. Fire! 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 Fire the witness! Touch this man, Lord! Touch him! Touch him! Fire of God! Fire of God! Fire of God! Go for it, girl! He loves you! He loves you! He wants you! He loves you, He wants you! He loves you, He wants you! He loves you and wants more of you! Wants more of you! Wants more of you! Fire! Once more, once more, of once more. He's never satisfied. He wants all of you. All of you. All all, all of you. all all of you. All of you. All of you. All now. of you. All of you. All of you. Fire. Fresh Submit. Fire, 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 fire. Heal, heal. 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 Fire to go on. Go for it. Go for it. Fire. Never to turn back.
1: Never to turn
0: back. Never to turn back. Never to turn back. Yay! Fire, 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 fire. fire. Eat the lamb. Eat the lamb. Eat the lamb. Consume the lamb. Fire. There is power. Thank you, Lord. Y'all got a blood song? I do that, blood, song. blood. Let's just worship him. A little bit. Something's happening. I saw the sea part. Oh, I didn't the say peer part, I said the sea part <laughs> Things are happening. Shake oh, it by. Things are happening. The blood. Things are good. Oh, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You have no joy, you have no strength. If you don't have no joy, you have no strength. You strong, you strong, you strong. 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 The joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord, that's tears of joy. The joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. The the joy, the, oh, the joy of the Lord The joy of the Lord The Lord told me to punch you in Fire oh, oh, The joy of the joy of the light. Lord The joy of the Lord, oh, the joy of the Lord is our spirit. We that blood I The There is healing in his blood. There is righteousness in his blood. There's a way maker that can lead you through his power of his blood. There is joy in the blood. There is peace in the blood. There is direction in the blood. There is joy. There is peace. There is righteousness. There's Holy Ghost in the blood. There's Holy Ghost strength Holy in the blood. Jesus, my Lord. At the cross, at I am saw the light. Lord, I thank you for this couple. And the burden, my heart, goes away. Cause them to follow you. Cause them to submit. It to you. was there Cause them, Lord,
1: to give up the old
0: life and grab a hold to the new life that you had for them. Yes, Jesus. And now I am happy. That's that ugly okay faith day. joy right there. Fire! <laughs> at the cross, at the cross, where yeah. I first so saw the right. light and the burden Of my heart rolled away.
1: It was there
0: by faith. I received my sight, and now I am happy all day. There is time. Okay. I think something happened here. (laughs) I know we could go on to 4 (laughs) o'clock. A what game? This is the Super Bowl right here. (laughs) Listen, take what the Lord did for you or in you or through you today. Just bring it to your family. Bring it to your friends. Something the Lord touched you. You look better than you did when you came in. Everybody looks better. We just look better with the glory of God on us. Amen. We'll hug a few people, tell them you love them, and you will see them Wednesday night, and you will be snared by your words.